Warning, this podcast contains strong language, graphic nudity, and depictions of extreme stupidity and is meant only for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Or not, you do you. Hi. Hi. I'm Amanda. I'm Evan. And this is the worst podcast on Mars, little itty bitty bitty tiny small minuscule reviews days episode. I can't see my glare over you because I need my glasses to see. (laughs) And this week we're doing Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly. When was it released, Evan? July 15th, 1997. So she is from West Virginia? Virginia. Virginia. I think. And um, I know I wrote it down in here somewhere. It's just not right in front of my face. Um, So we're doing an artist from every state artist or group from every state and she's our pick um i'm gonna give you a little bit of history are you okay yeah <laughs> you're just okay i'm just waiting yeah super duper fly was the debut for missy elliott and with it she wanted to expand beyond the definition of what rap was in the 80s and early 90s working with longtime friend timbaland they wrote produced and recorded the album in little over a week and the album was released on her own Elektra Records, giving her the level of control that was rare for a female artist at the time. The approach that Elliot and Timbaland took for this was interesting. They took a variety of different sounds, including sighs, coughs, women giggling, and babies gurgling, stacking the sounds together, making them instruments of their own. They were not afraid to put themselves out there and experiment. We also experienced Elliot singing. She was one of the first rapper singers, creating a staple for many artists later. And that's something that we talked about with Destiny's Child, the rap singing. Okay. Mm, that was, when was that? That was after this? It was, yes. This was, when did you say this was? 97. Uh, Destiny's Child was 99, I believe. Um, the album went to number one on the R&B albums chart, which was two years before Billboard combined R&B with hip-hop into one chart. And yes, the title is a play on the 1972 exploitation film Superfly, which we are covering Friday. Fun fact, Elliot was the first female rapper to be nominated for the Songwriters Hall of Fame. So I thought that was cool. Isn't she in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Uh, no, because you have to be around for 25 years and the 90s were only 10 years ago. <laughs> you can look that up while I thank you to Missy um, Elliott. I'm going Super real Duper quick. Fly. Thank you for talking while I was talking. November 2023. Okay, are you done? First female rapper in the are Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No. 90s were 10 years ago. Thank you to Missy Elliott's Super Duper Fly by Doreen St. Felix. No date on NewYorker.com. So, you had given me Missy Elliott from Virginia, and I picked Super Dupa Fly simply because of the title alone. I had no clue what was on it at first. I picked it because the episode after this is Superfly by Curtis Mayfield, and that was literally it. Okay. So, I had no... Good reason. I had no clue... Um, I, I knew of some Missy. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which of those Missy songs were on this album. Were on what album? I had no clue that she had named it after 
the Curtis Mayfield, Mayfield album. I simply picked it because I'm like, oh, that's really close to to that one. I'm going to throw I, this in there. I'm guessing your experience with her is the same as mine. Maybe, but your review comes first, so. Oh, shit. I guess it is me first mm-hmm. and the Gimme Gimmies. That's an interesting band that you should listen to sometime. It's like upbeat covers of like some of these early 50s rock songs. I know they did an upbeat cover of uh, Billy Joel, which is not 50s, but still. So, you want my knowledge of Missy Elliott? Mm-hmm. Get your freak on, and there's one other. Work it. That's okay. it. I have no... It's kind of like Outkast. Like, I know one song by Outkast. I know two songs by her. I have an, a, an idea of what it's going to sound like yeah. based on what genre she falls into. Yeah. But I, you showed me a track list, I couldn't tell you any of these songs. Listening to them, I couldn't tell you any of the songs. Uh, it's not something that I particularly care for, genre or, not necessarily person, but based on what I've heard of her, I would say, what, there's how many on this? 18? I think so. Somewhere in that range. So... I like 10% of her work, so it's not something that I care for a lot of, so I'm not surprised that I wasn't a huge fan of it. It was also not something that I had both headphones in and was really focusing on it, Mm -hmm. so I couldn't tell you what was what or when it shifted. I mean, I could tell you... Who, uh, what, Buster Rhymes was on mm-hmm. one. So I can tell you who that is because I know the name. You know, I can tell that that's not just her. There's one. There's a couple with Timbaland. I couldn't tell you who Timbaland is, but I can tell you that that is not Missy Elliott. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've listened to it. I was like, okay, something's different about this one. So it's not... It's not something that I would have picked on my own, but based on the criteria that we laid out for Reviews Days, I think it was... There were a couple other Virginia band artists from Virginia that I was thinking of. Like, it's, it's not something that, for this, but the only other two bands that I can think of from Virginia that I found that I remember right offhand are Guar and Lamb of God and those are definitely different than this. Yes. So it's like, okay, we kinda because of the one per state where we have a couple plans for like New York, California, so we can't really do a whole lot of the east and west coast. So we have to figure out where else we can take some hip hop from because we should probably do some of that you know whether it's atlanta or st louis or chicago well aside from outcast who who else is from atlanta that was really big because nelly was from st louis well just in general atlanta i would think would have a few options other than outcast based on proximity and what 
outcast did that it's not just east west you know that that kind of jump started that whole thing so i'm sure there's other from that area um where's donald glover from isn't he maybe atlanta i don't know maybe i'm confusing that with his show atlanta (laughs) well i would assume that that might be why the show is atlanta but regardless there's a couple other these major cities that are not the the coast so we can we can figure out how to kind of push this in and what we can do so i i think it was worth doing just we had like i said because we've got california and new york already planned so we needed to expand we needed to do some more hip-hop and if those two places are out we have to override some of the other things that we would have picked from certain states in order to do so you know what i mean right so for this project i think it was a good idea for personal listening to i may give if if work it and get your freak on are on the same album i will listen to that album Mm -hmm. but that's probably it for her in terms of my listening to her because it's just not something that i care for but it's not it didn't sound bad you know I, i say that all the time just because I don't like it doesn't mean it's not well produced. It's not well. I mean, there there are a couple albums that are out there that I don't like and that don't sound good. You know, we talked about it a couple weeks ago. The Shags it does not sound like a good album. Right. You know, there's history aside, there's nothing about that album that's quote unquote redeemable. This at least has a solid production unit. This has a solid star on it. This has solid writing this is this is a this is a fine album it's just not an album that i like or want to listen to again mm-hmm. so b minus c plus yeah. probably higher on the b minus range just because it is a well executed album yeah that makes sense so my turn yes uh missy elliott was a huge part of my musical experience in high school because of the popularity she got on MTV. I remember her quirky music videos and I can even hear some of these songs before I even hit play. I was really happy to read that her title came from Curtis Mayfield's album. So when I was setting up to schedule everything for this month, I had no idea how these were connected. I wanted to focus on black artists since February's Black History Month, so I picked Aretha then Curtis, then Missy. I picked this album because it was so close to Curtis Mayfield's. Had no clue that he and Aretha worked together until I did those notes. So that's a bit of excitement for my nerdy self. So as I do track by track, here we go. And you're just, you are listening to something else. No, I'm not. I'm listening to you. Uh Uh-huh. I have, I may have, get your freak on stuck in my head now. (laughs) So Buster's intro. I didn't like this one. I know who Busta is, but I didn't have much i don't have much experience with him i just didn't like it overall they are on the same album they're on uh miss e so addictive yeah hit him with the he meh didn't like it socket to me didn't like this one either the rain super duper fly i've always liked this song i kind of forgot about it though so i added it to my playlist beat me 911 didn't like it they don't want to fuck with me same 
Passed a blunt. Didn't care for this one either. I don't care much for the original I sampled either. Um, bite or style. Nah. Friendly Skies. Didn't care for this one. Best Friends. I liked that Aaliyah made an appearance, but pass. You, your face. No. Right? Oh. I'm reading the track list for So Addictive and I realize Work It is not on that album. Okay. Don't be coming in my face. Nope. Izzy, Izzy. Ah, I read this one. Would sound like a bunch of gibberish. Correct. <laughs> Why you hurt me? I didn't like this one. I'm talking. Didn't like that one. Get away. Same for that one. I know I'm going fast. Um, Buster's outro. Just like the intro, I didn't like it. Missy's finale. I thought it was a nice touch to end, but it's just a thank you. A spoken thank you. So, no, I didn't keep it. And overall, I was really disappointed. I remember how huge the rain was, and I thought I would know more from this album. Most of the songs I know are from her album Miss E in 2001. I also thought I'd like more simply because the songs I do know of hers are ones I liked, but I was also wrong. She's amazing, and the people she had on this album with her are very talented. I can't rap, so I'm in awe of anyone that can. The music was also good. The beats were great. It's just not my stuff. But I kept the rain super duper fly and it gave it a C plus. Yes. There's another album that we're going to talk a little bit more about later. But I understand the concept of you're like, oh, I really like this song. And then you listen to the rest of the album. You're like, how did this, how is this song so good? And then this is the album that it's on. And you, you get the rest of the album. You're like, what happened? What is... What is the disconnect between this great song and then this other just yeah sit just standard work? Yeah. It's like no. Right. <laughs> Don't make such a good song if the rest of the album's not gonna be as live up to it. Yeah. And I I don't know. I just I'm I was hoping to like it. But. Yeah, there like I said, there are a couple albums that I've listened to and this whole music project that I'm working on that I'm like I really like the song, and then I. Um, the best example is the damn things. They I love their first album, and then I heard they're releasing a second album. I was like, oh okay. And I heard the second album. I'm like, this is awful. You know, you you get something like you know a little bit about them, and you're like, okay, I want to listen to more of it. And it's like, why did I listen to this? Mm-hmm. You know, I shouldn't have. This this ruins my experience of this artist because of what I view as substandard work right it's like if christopher nolan released if he was the one in charge of like the room like that's gonna change (laughs) that's what that's gonna change what i think of christopher nolan because why are you associated with this horrible project although that might get better i want i want to manifest it christopher nolan please redo the room i don't care if it's four hours long I will listen to six minutes straight of Oh Hi Mark just to have Chris Nolan do it. Who's in this? Okay, so who plays him real quick? Okay, so... Uh, well, yeah, we'll do this first question. and then we'll go back to that. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, would, I need time to think about it. Okay, I know who plays Mark. Who? Matt Damon. Okay, yeah. Do you know why? Because he's always in Christopher Nolan movies. No. Why? Because I think he's only been in the one. He said that that was the director he was going to work with. Because the story is, from what I understand, that he was confusing him for Matt Damon. Oh. <laughs> Which is why I called him Mark. 
it's good. But anyway. So, um, close it out then. Back to important things. Okay. Well, I'm going to say thank you for listening. Uh, you can find us on Instagram and threads at Worst Pod on Mars and Facebook at The Worst Pod on Mars. You can send us an email, worstpodonmars at gmail.com. You can give, uh, support us by giving us a rating and a review on whatever podcast platform you listen to. But come back on Friday is where we're working our way through the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame list. And as I said about 1,600 times this episode, we're going to do Curtis Mayfield's Super Duper Fly. Nope. Super Fly. Bye. <laughs>